Welcome. You're listening to Mystic Moon Cafe Radio. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. Glad to see people in chat. We've got all kinds of fun that's going on. I'm Wendy. And I'm June. And you've got Jake here. Ooh, Jake! <laughs> the whole gang. We're all here ready to go. Yes. <laughs> We're all a little bit low energy right now, but I'm sure as the show goes on, we will be doing car wheels and everything else. So I've never done a car wheel before, but you never know. <laughs> I never successfully did one myself. Yeah, no, I really no. haven't either. <laughs> I bet Jake does cartwheels all the time. Backflips. Oh, backflips is even better. Mm-hmm. Nice. And now if you I remember, the old, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you remember those kip things, it was like I was total ninja dude. Now I've got my middle aged, um, you know, dad bod gut. It's just like <laughs> I only look like five months pregnant. Just Would you uh, throws me off, throws throws the throws the counter off a little bit. Oh yeah. Now I was queen of like leg and arm wrestling, though. I and it's still you oh, know my. not bad. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Do you have a story about that? No, not even. Okay. I was. <laughs> My brother hated me for it, so he went around telling everybody I was the toughest girl he knew. So, of course, I was challenged once or twice as we went through uh, life, mm. early oh, life. Oh, yeah. I can <laughs> <show> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always like, what? <laughs> you knew me, June. I was kind of shy and quiet. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember those days, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> right now but yeah I, I still remember those days mm-hmm. you know but... the shadow of a memory yes <laughs> I vaguely remember something from a certain decade <laughs> vaguely I've killed an awful lot of brain cells between then and now <laughs> <laughs> me. unintentionally but you know there it was you know yeah. youthful indiscretions yes <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I knew I was getting older when it took me almost ten minutes to think of the word for pencil. What? <laughs> <laughs> think what a pencil was called. It was like, you know, the writing thing with lead in it. <laughs> it's, oh wood. it's wood. It was so bad. <laughs> they were like, uh, are you talking about pencil? <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word. It's like, oh. Yeah, you're about to say it, and the word goes bye-bye. It's yeah. just yeah. gone. It's been mm-hmm. happening. I can't even tell you how much that's been happening for the last, like, lately. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. the last lately. I- I'm turning into my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, ah. You know, the, and it's like I could remember. It was like the other day. I actually could not remember ghosts, but I was really, really tired. I was really tired. It's like, you know, the other word for apparition. I was like, I remembered apparition, but I can't remember. <laughs> that is the weirdest freaking thing ever. And I was like, okay, you know, that's what happens when you're yes. sleep, sleep 
spiritual Hi. entity. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know the other word. And people are like, surely you can't be talking about ghosts because that's like surely. the easiest word ever. <laughs> that one's old English. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. It's just my brain. You know, brain. it could be a lack of caffeination because we yeah. know how it stimulates the neurons, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I had four cups of coffee today because I was so tired and I've been up since three o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, um, you know, still not. Actually, it's probably going to kick in about nine or ten o'clock tonight. <laughs> and I'll be like, <laughs> just take the sleeping pill take the pill oh i have to get up at, at five again tomorrow so oh have the red bull at five take the pill now <laughs> i'll have this planned out they don't have a heart attack i will be, yeah, I will be exactly if june doesn't stroke out it'll, <laughs> all, be good. it'll all be fine yep. well she works for a hospital she's good yeah <laughs> an ambulance even though i'm in the hospital they have to call an ambulance what so they have to go up around the circle drive run in and get me and then go around the corner to take me to the emergency okay how stupid is that (laughs) yeah i was like why can't they just bring up you know just bring up a wheelchair yeah put a siren on a wheelchair put me in the wheelchair and wheel me to the emergency room thank you very much Well, um, the uh, the winner of my Sunday night giveaway was uh, for the uh, the book of fairy spells, fairy spells, yes, by uh, Sherilyn Darcy, was Carly McCracken, um, our own Carly. Yeah, um, just wait. I need I need to play a um. Just wait. I'm playing a pause. It's the 12 second one. Okay, it's doing its thing. It's ending. Yay, Carly. Okay, Yay. and it's done. All right. Only two listeners anyway, so okay. she and Denise, and <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I'll talk to Denise. I've got an extra copy of a book that she may like as well. So, consolation prize if if Denise wants to play. But they both knew the secret phrase, which was, "I do believe in fairies," or "I believe in fairies." One of the two. Okay. Close enough, right? <laughs> fairies. Oh, Go ahead, dead air. What? No, I just said fairies. That's <laughs> like the rem- word. Reminiscing about fairies. And yeah. Yes, yes. <sighs> like Jenks from the uh, Kim Harrison series. Kim Harrison series? Uh, the Hollows by Kim Harrison. Sorry. Fa- fantasy fiction. <laughs> Actually, Sorry. a really good one. Jenks was just a kick in the pants. You gotta love Jenks. I want a Jenks. Um, you know, he is he swore all the time, but it was like Tank's little red thong or something like that, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. It made a lot of fun of Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you been have you been watching any of the what is it, Carnival Road? Carnival Carnival Row, yeah, 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 on Amazon. That Carnival Row? That's not, not an yet. endorsement of the series, listeners. Oh yes, no no endorsement. It is but it's very dark. Ooh, I love it. I had heard yeah. that. I it, yeah. it looked to me a lot like um, a series that was on either USA or TNT Network. 
kind of same time era and and that type of thing. Yeah. But I, I mean, hadn't gotten it. It's pretty cool, but it is it is pretty dark. But it's uh, I mean, basically, you know, about fairy are who you know that are real and and uh, human size. They just kind of have wings different looks to them and everything like this and how they're treated of course they're treated horribly of course and they're used as indentured servants or you know other uses for them mm-hmm. and uh it's it's yeah it's really it's like oh makes your heart kind of hurt a little bit because it's like oh but the acting is amazing in it because orlando bloom of course is in there well yeah, yeah. legolas legolas yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not a fairy he's not a fairy he's not an elf in this one Right, true, okay. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a war in Tirnanog and then they, they got kicked out or it, it ceased to exist and they had to go live in, in England? Isn't that the um, premise? Not, well, not really, um, but a lot oh. of the fairies were rounded up and mm-hmm. they're like in, put into slave ships and taken to England to be indentured servants and or slaves for... Oh, oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really something. And they have this one part where these, you know, the fairies are running through the woods from people, you know, men with guns and everything like this. But they have barbed wire that covers, like, the, um, you know, kind of midway point in the trees. Oh, God. So anytime oh, that the God. fairies try to fly or anything, they get caught in the barbed wire and then they're shot. And it's just like, oh, it's just brutal. Because, you know, these women and children fairies and i was like oh my god anyway <laughs> pretty brutal yeah mm. pretty brutal i dropped the trailer in the little... chat <laughs> do we have something a little more you know uplifting um well <laughs> um, october 2nd we'll have uh orlando orlando, orlando sanchez Bloom? Uh, <laughs> orlando Bloom? what no orlando <laughs> sanchez uh from new york uh he's a he's a uh urban fantasy author he's going to be on and his series is it's a lot of fun um how did he describe it it's like uh deadpool and gandalf get together (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a lot of fun it is that'll be awesome Mm -hmm. yep that will be a lot of fun how's that that was a little more upbeat yeah I, i think the other thing is june got to hang out with dead things this past weekend Yes, I did. Another investigation. And if uh, people aren't familiar with Port Gamble, Washington, it's really not too far. You just kind of take a ferry across to Kingston, Washington, and it's about 20 minutes from Kingston. And um, Port Gamble is just this beautiful little town with little white picket fences. It's by the water. The cemetery is absolutely gorgeous. This Buena Vista, I think, cemetery is what it's called. And it's up at the top of this hill, overlooks the mountains, the water, and has trees. And it's just really, really peaceful and beautiful. But a lot of people say that at night they look up at the cemetery and they see little figures of children, shadow children, running back and forth across in front of the fence, everything like this. So lots of other stories about that little cemetery, too. And uh, But we got to investigate the Walker Ames house that is in um, Port Gamble. I have investigated this house probably at least 20 times. And sometimes there's absolutely nothing going on. And other times, let's just say, lots of stuff going on. And 
this weekend we had some interesting things happen um there's a little toy up in the attic that uh jake is very familiar with too uh, um yes that if you touch it um it goes off it goes da, 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 you know play some crazy little <laughs> song mm-hmm. and then goes Wee! You know? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah well, it's a little caterpillar ball, basically, is what it is. But you have to touch it pretty hard to get that thing to go off. Yeah, it needs a good thump. Yeah, a really good thump. You know, you don't kick it. Be nice to it. But <laughs> it, you know, it needs a little thump to get going. And uh, it was really interesting. You know, I was saying a few things. All of a sudden, that thing just went off. And I go back in there. And it uh, seemed like it responded to some of the things I... I had asked and, and said, and uh, Jacob actually has a video where it really responded to him. Yeah, I'll drop that one in my ghost hunt. Um, I'll drop the my ghost hunt report in the chat so you can check out the videos. It was pretty awesome. But anyway, that was my, my weekend, one of my favorite places to investigate. And uh, yeah, it, it was just really cool, especially, you know, I was left all by myself in the house mm-hmm. and this is a huge house i was all by myself in the attic and in the whole house so yeah i remember you well you you trans you uh did a live facebook yes. event there yeah. that was the reason i did a live facebook feed in case i got sucked into some sort of vortex or you know whole, i wanted witnesses that people saw me you know be like hey because <laughs> I, I planned to have dropped my phone outside of the vortex so, you know, you, people could have, you know, seen it. So just just say it. Um, June, do you have Medea's call information? Oh, I probably do. Okay. I, I thought I did, but then when I oh. went to look for it, I did. Sorry about that. And I believe we've got <laughs> okay. cra- uh, Crazier. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally... <laughs> I swirled that Rich. together. <laughs> that's okay. It's innovation in language. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I believe we have Karen Frazier with us now. We do. Yes. Yay. Hello. Hi there. And you can call me anything you want. You would not believe some of the things people call me. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. Might as well just, yeah, <laughs> roll with it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how are you this evening? I am very well. Thank you. Good, very good. Um, we've just been doing our little uh, opening show going on, goings on, yeah. Our banter. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Jake, what do you have to say? Um, about what topic and how dirty or clean does it have to be? <laughs> Which button did you push on the studio setting? Oh, I haven't checked any yet, but if you want, let me, I haven't played this one in a while. Let's just do this one. <laughs> that means class, class is in session now. <laughs> I did the school, school bell. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so we are calling. Sorry for the lag here. This is what happens on live radio. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Well, Karen, how was your day today? My day was good. I basically worked all day long. <laughs> well, that's exciting. And I think we have Medea joined us now. I see her yep. little spider, her little spider icon. 
Because you know they're my favorite thing yeah, ever. Yeah, I was going to say her favorite thing ever. So she has a little spider for her picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah! Someone has a train. I was going to say that's fabulous. That's perfect yeah. for the topic, isn't it? A train going by in the perfect background. talking. Timing. <laughs> Oh my god. That would be me. Because yep. you know I I love trains too. <laughs> do you live next to the tracks? I do. Good. Cool. All right. Are you on the right side or the wrong side, Medea? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Depends on where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing right there. <laughs> Oh, man. So we thought we could, like, start the show off by, um, Karen, I don't know if you want to, like, give some of the highlights of the history of for uh, Wellington for some of the people that don't know anything about it. I can. Maybe? Yeah. Because I bet you knew a little bit about the, the history. I knew a lot more about 10 years ago when I wrote the book. Um, <laughs> I do I do visit Wellington a lot. Um, although much less than I did in the beginning when I was researching the book. And I uh, have forgotten a lot of the minute details because I haven't read my book in 10 years. Um, but I still have kind of the basics. And so what happened at Wellington? Wellington is actually up at Stevens Pass. It's a little bit down from Stevens Pass. Stevens Pass is at about 4,100 feet. And I believe Wellington is at about 3,100 feet. You just drop down a kind of a little uh, switchbacky place. And it was a town that was built for the railroad. And it was basically all people who worked for the Great Northern Railroad who lived there. And they supported trains coming through the Cascade Tunnel, which crossed from Leavenworth over into the west side of the state. Well, in late February of 1910 there were there was a huge snowstorm in the mountains and there was there were two trains that were coming across the mountains and they it was a day trip so it was from Spokane to Seattle day trip on a train so everybody boarded the train they got to the other side of the Cascade Tunnel over on the Leavenworth side of the Cascade Tunnel and they were stopped there because they weren't able to go any further because it had been snowing so hard as a matter of fact it snowed as much as an inch an hour for for 9 or 10 days Medea do you remember was it 9 days I recall it as 10 but 10. I could be wrong okay. Yeah, so so they they were there a long time. So they were stopped at this little place where they fed some of the railroad workers on the other side of the tunnel. It was called the Beanery, and they would. It was both a passenger train and a mail train, and they would pull these people off the train and they would feed them in the Beanery, and then they would put them in the train. And this went on for a few days, while the railroad workers worked 24 hours a day trying to dig the tracks out. And every time that they would get a section of track cleared, another avalanche would come down and cover the tracks again. Um, and so finally they decided that they were going to move both trains over through the Cascade Tunnel, which is about a two and a half mile long tunnel. And a lot of people would die in this tunnel because um, they were steam trains, which meant mm. coal. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, even in good conditions, people would, could die in this tunnel because of all of the carbon monoxide and that type of thing, noxious gases. So they couldn't put them in the tunnel. So they decided to move them over to the tunnel to Wellington because there were some passing tracks that they could park the trains on while they tried to clear the tracks. So that's what they did. And there the passengers and the fast mail trains sat on the passing tracks, which were basically out over, kind of over the side of a hill. 
And um, they were stuck there for many days, too. The passengers were getting very restless. The train employees were exhausted and overworked, and they were also not being fed um, because mm. all of the food was going to the passengers instead. Mm, wow. Yeah. And so they started to get really restless, and, and both the train employees and the passengers started to see if the, the hearty male passengers, not the sick ones or the children or the women, decided to see if they would be able to maybe <laughs> hike down this railroad track to a place called um, Scenic, which was kind of a hot springs resort. Uh, it's about a mile and a half down from Wellington. I've hiked it. It's it's a railroad grade, um, downhill on the way, uphill oh my. on the back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, my. It's railroad grade in, in snow that was really, really deep. And so they hiked down this because they wanted to see if there would be a way to get everybody out. And they actually slid down this huge, steep, rocky cliff into the town of Scenic and into the Scenic Resort. And they sent somebody back and who, to tell them, hey, you guys can hike out tomorrow. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll put the infirm on sleds. We'll help the women and children. We'll get everybody out. Oh, well, wow. that was the night that um, – so that night they had a party. They were celebrating because they were so excited their ordeal was going to be over. They went to bed. when they um, and, and then it started to rain. After nine or ten days of snow, it started to rain. And oh, remember, wow. this is in March – early March now, it's um, March 1st, and then a thunder and lightning strike, uh, thunder and lightning storm came, and there was a lightning strike, I believe it was 1.42 a.m., but I'm not, I don't remember exactly the time, but that sounds right to me, there was a lightning strike, it hit the hill above where the trains were parked, the, uh, it caused an avalanche, the avalanche was a half mile long, it came tumbling down the mountain, it pushed the fast mail train and the passenger train with people aboard, down into the ravine, and it killed probably about 100 people. They don't really actually have an exact answer of how many people were killed there. So that's essentially what happened. Wasn't there about 23 that survived? People, Some people survived. Um, actually, there's uh, the story is usually told about the passengers because these were the people who could afford to take the train, right? right and right. so what people don't understand is that, that the Railroad employees, more pe railroad employees died than passengers. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. I guess I did. Yes, and they were, a lot of them were having their first night of sleep in 10 oh, days. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, man. Yeah, and so it pushed these two trains down. It also pushed a couple of the snow plows, um, these big old steam-driven uh, engine-pushed rotary snow plows that could clear up to 13 feet of snow. Um, and they, it pushed a couple of those down there too. There, um, and they, it took them days to try and dig out the bodies. Uh, they followed rivers of blood in the snow, and they drove in the snow, dove in the snow as if they were diving into the ocean to pull people out. Wow. And the last body wasn't found until July, and they're they're sure that some bodies may not have ever been found. They had a lot of undocumented aliens working. Um, because there had been a strike. There was all this stuff going on with the, the railroad at the time. And um, so they suspect that, that probably several people melted through the snow and were washed down the river and never found. Oh, wow. That's so yeah. sad. It is. It's very sad. Uh, I, I just can't even imagine. And, and you really can't imagine it until you go there and look down that ravine <laughs> that you know those people fell down into. Um, yeah, and I know when you were there with us, we didn't go down into the ravine because your your knee was hurt. I think you were yeah. injured at the time, right? Um, of course. 
Have, so am. you haven't been down it. Well, you know, <laughs> when you so you uh, haven't been down in the ravine, but it really, I think, it really comes home when you go down, and there's still parts of trains and debris down there. Right. You know, I've actually never been down. Really, Medea? Are I you know. serious? Oh my gosh! We need to meet you up there with our climbing ropes. We'll make sure well, you, you know, get down there. I'm such a social butterfly that it just never happened. I got, I've been like halfway down, but oh. then I sat there and talked and the people that went down were on their way back up and it was oh, like, okay. Me. We will come, we will come with our climbing ropes. I think that that was the last time we were there that that happened actually that I was there with you. I think cause I, I, I do seem to remember that now. Yes. <laughs> So are you the cause of her talking? And <laughs> no, no, no. I was down in the I was down in the ravine. Oh wow. Well, I've seen lots of pictures, so it feels like I've been down there. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 surreal. I mean, everything is surreal around there. Yeah, I have always said that when you step out of your car in the parking lot at Wellington and you start to walk down the um, pathway to where the snow shed is now because they built a snow shed, a half mile long snow shed to try and prevent tragedies like this. Um, even though they only operated there for another 10 years before they moved the, the tunnel and the trains down the mountain. Um, my, my thing that I've always said is the second you step foot onto the land at Wellington, you can feel the weight of history. Right. Oh, that's really good. You should be a writer. I should. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a try. <laughs> no, and you know, really one of the things that amazes me that even it's a hundred years later, and it still feels so remote and isolated up there. Yeah, it's very remote and isolated. There's no power. There's little outhouses. Um, you know, lots of critters, lots of bats. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of things up there. So yeah, you're in the you're in the mountains. And people don't realize too. It's like really there's only a couple of really safe months maybe two or three safe months to go <laughs> and visit it <laughs> yeah you're still in the you safe know. zone now but usually yeah. i would say fourth uh, of july weekend through the end of october i've been up there as late as november and we were actually up there um for the 100 year anniversary in 2010 wow. medea were you with us for that i was not Okay. I think I was in. I think I was in Florida. You were in Florida. That's right. So we were actually up there for that. But the only reason we were able to be up there for that was a snowshoes, and um, <laughs> b because it had not. It was that really warm winter we had, where we had almost no snow. Right. Yeah. That was that was wild. But yeah, the the snow. I mean, people. I don't think even realize that when we say snow up there, um, and it's really snowing, we're talking. <laughs> 20 feet deep. Yeah, 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no exaggeration. <laughs> right. No exaggeration. Like the Northern Rockies, yeah. That's yeah. about their estimated annual. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, think about, I mean, how much, think about how much snow the ski area gets up there. Oh, yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah, and it can be, you know, it can be 80 degrees for two weeks, and there will still be snow on that road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there will. And also, if you decide to go, realize that it is a very bumpy road. It is a not amazing. Yes. I mean, they kind of maintain <laughs> it. They, like, throw some gravel in the biggest holes, so your car isn't going to get swallowed, but <laughs> it's pretty bumpy. Yeah, yeah, you won't get you won't get you high center. But, yeah. yeah, if you don't have a four wheel drive, just expect to get knocked around quite a bit. Because my yeah, get, car, yeah, just go slow. You're fine. It's about an eight nine miles down. 
from about eight miles. Um, probably. I, I mean, know. you switch back. You yeah. switch back for a long time, and it's all switch backs. So it's not like you're plunging down the hill or anything. Although in some yeah. spots it feels like it. Yeah. But you know, we've been up there so many times. Jim drives that thing at like thirty miles an hour and scares <laughs> the poop out of me. So. <laughs> and then and then there's Medea and, and her husband Michael that uh, take the other route down in the bumpy road, <laughs> four wheel drive, and going over like the the road that's almost washed out. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, well, and you should see <laughs> you the get it you more. Should, you should yeah. see the look on drivers' faces when they see what you're doing, like because because it's right off the highway and it looks like you're like you've gone off the road off and the you're cliff. going <laughs> off the. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, fun. I mean, People yeah, slam on their brakes. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. But it is a much faster trip in. If you take that little bumpy back road, if you if you have the right car to do it, it shaves a long way off your trip to get in. That's true. And it's scary and fun. It is kind of, it, it's kind of fun, I'm not going to lie. It, it's an adventure in itself. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking, that's for sure. <laughs> have that I was been, pretty, yeah, good. I was trying to think, have I have I ridden with somebody down that way? I'm trying to think if I have or not, or if I just, like, dreamed I, I went down that way. You probably you, went down with Medea. Yeah, you probably did. I was like, now that I think about it, I think I did yeah. go down that way. I was just like, holy crap. Because <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that I have taken that road without Mike. <laughs> oh yes, we we cannot say that. <laughs> oh, because girls like to off road too. That's right. <laughs> well, but yeah. I have seen people in big trucks get stuck when it's too wet and they're trying to yeah. come out of there. Um, Paul Barber Medea, when we went on the hundred yeah. year anniversary, got stuck coming out because it was so soupy, and he came out that road. Did he give you the train horn treat? Well, of course, and the big <laughs> of smoke. Yes. Of course he did. Great. (laughs) Yes, I didn't realize he had a train horn, and we were sitting quietly in the parking lot trying to trying to talk to dead folks, as one does. And this ear bleeding train whistle happened, and I'm you're listening for the quietest of noise. (laughs) Oh my god! Loudest noise possible happens. Yeah. And, well, and you're so focused like up there too. You're trying to hear everything, and you're so focused. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, scared the crap out of me. Fabulous. Well, you know that that's kind of a good segue into the paranormal of Wellington, the ghosts Ooh. of Wellington. Ooh. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that Karen does not know of some of our adventures there, and uh, I'm sure some of Karen's adventures too. So. So what what about uh, we start talking about the paranormal aspect of Wellington in all I'm, aspects? I'm down <laughs> with that, and I would love to hear the things. I used to, when the book first came out, people would write me all the time and be like, oh, thank God you wrote this book. Let me tell you what happened to me there. I thought I was nuts. So I like to hear what happens to people. Yeah, there, there. I have a couple of new ones. Oh, oh cool. New ones. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think you know, except there's one you don't know, June, because I just found out myself. Oh, okay. Because it's from Savannah. And the other one is one Karen hasn't heard because it was one of these later trips. So Savannah, my darling little child, <laughs> ghost that's, magnet. 
I was going to say, not so little anymore, not so no. little anymore. Who was raised on Wellington, by the way. She yeah. truly, she truly was. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about it because, you know, not been terribly active, but we still talk about it quite a bit. And she doesn't remember many of the things that she experienced as a child. Um, but there's one in particular that she decided to share that she saw the silhouette of a little boy squatting down like a frog watching her (laughs) from the tree line. And I was like, really? And and I'm like, was she, you know, she was like, he was squatting down like kind of like a frog or a person playing frog. And I'm like, what did did he look like? Did it look like a person? Did it look like a shadow? Was it white? You know, like details, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was, she was like, oh, he was in silhouette. (laughs) (laughs) So I totally, so I just heard this yesterday, or yeah, like yesterday, and I can't get this mental picture out of my head. Like, wow, yeah, like the crouching, like a frog, like squatting down, like his hands on the ground and his knees. So, yeah. Oh, we have to go. I know, and that's that's probably it's probably my little guy, the one that we see up there a lot. Honestly, it's probably the little guy named Leonard, who is um, Leonard Beck was three years old when when his entire family was killed on in the avalanche. Yeah, that's man. Makes you kind of wonder: Do they continue to emotionally develop, though? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I I feel like maybe no. Uh, at least the part of their spirit that's still there probably doesn't. Yeah. Right. Right. But hopefully they get a reset when they that cross kind of over. Stuff, though. That's mm-hmm. that's like getting turned into a vampire when you're like five or something, and yep. you're yeah. forever mm-hmm. stuck at a certain. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like that theory. No, no it's not a good. <laughs> no, kid, kid ghosts kind of break my heart. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, one th- one of the um, EVPs that you have, and I actually think I have that, and I can put that in chat. Um, that sounds like a little boy when you had the fire going. Oh yeah. Put it and, out. Uh, yes. And let <laughs> yeah. me put that one in chat. Let's see. I can do that right now. Yeah. I'm not as talented as you. This is. Medea has captured some of the best EVPs up yes. at Wellington. I've ever heard. I've captured a lot of EV- EVPs, but the ones that Medea captures are just like off the hook. Yeah, well, they're I put, amazing. I put a lot of time in up there. I so. know you did. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, the, the I was just gonna say the EVP that I posted in the chat is when uh, you want to talk about that with the fire. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Kind of a long story. But I'll try to make That's it. Okay. We had a we had a group of radio listeners up there. They had won kind of a prize, and they were doing a tour, and they exhausted me. Sweet people, but I was just wore out by the time we got to Wellington because we actually started at another location, oh, wow. and then drove them up there. Got there probably midnightish, and handed them off like, dude, I got to be done for a minute. So. <laughs> The group split and took them in two different directions, and I was sitting in the parking lot and uh, needed some coffee. So I lit the campfire, and uh, up there I always have audio recorders going, one if not two. And I had set it in the cup holder of my camp chair and proceeded to make coffee. 
and I could I heard like a fragment of a woman's voice. There's kind of this disembodied woman's voice in the in the parking lot, and I've heard her sing before. It sounds like somebody like you could be in your car, and it sounds like somebody standing on the other side of your car talking to you. Um, and I heard her. So I was like, you know, I'm making some coffee. I know you can't drink it, but I'll make you a cup too. Maybe you can feel its warmth or something. So I'm kind of just like talking because I had heard that fragment. And I set the coffee down, or I make the coffee, and I'm pouring water, and uh, it's dark. So I overpour the French press and get water everywhere. Oh, and- no. and I forgot to turn the gas down when I picked the kettle up and the wind blew so it made this huge kind of flame for a second kind of this flare Um, but I do finally get the coffee made and I set it on the table well that audio recorder that had been going in the chair captured this ongoing interaction during this period of time Um, and when I had picked the kettle up and the wind had blown, we get this EVP that June's going to play um, or put in the chat. It, it that It's like a put it out. And then when I was walking across the campsite, clicking my flashlight to see if it still worked because it got wet. There's like, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. No. <laughs> and when I set the coffee down and walked away and it's not the loudest and it's not the clearest but because of the direct interaction it still blows me away to this day this woman's voice is like thank you for putting me a cup of coffee and she even has this accent and it's a full sentence and then there's like this little tiny child's voice it's like thank you and then this like really whispery man's voice is like a whole cup of hot coffee and to think that they were there interacting with each other and interacting with me. That's like, amazing. It's, I feel like, wow, I know something. But then on the other hand, it's like, wow, I really know nothing about any of this. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but, oh, wow. Yeah. It's amazing. But uh, Karen, have you, I mean, have you personally had any experiences yourself? <laughs> a few I thought so yeah <laughs> like, here and there <laughs> uh, you know it's it's less so now than um when when we were first going up I I just it was constant experiences uh from you know people kind of brushing up against me or grabbing an elbow or an arm or a leg things like that I've seen um the first full-bodied apparition I ever saw was there and I've seen two up there um disembodied voices I captured I've captured a ton of EVPs too one of the weirdest ones I ever captured is um very very playful um actually it's several playfuls this was all in one night we we would take our kids up there um because they were really into this they were you know young teens tweens kind of at the time and they were super into the paranormal they thought it was really great and so we would take them up there and i find and i don't know if medea would agree with this but i find when children were there they were more active i bet so yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah and so um, we were we were with the kids, and um, the kids we had just had dinner, and so the kids were being super goofy as as eleven twelve year old kids will be, and um, they were kind of running and 
joking and laughing, and I have an EVP that says, want to play. And then we stopped on the bridge going into the snow shed, and Jim was looking at something about the bridge. And I said, well, what are you looking at? And he said, well, I want to see something about this bridge. And you hear this little voice say, this is not a bridge, or this (laughs) is not your bridge. Um, And then um, the kids were still being goofy, and I said, okay, you guys, when we get into the snow shed, you guys just need to quiet down because we want to try and capture some EVPs. And this little voice says, what are you talking about? Um, So it was this whole (laughs) series of things. And then when we were hiking in the other direction to the Cascade Tunnel um, at a different time, I was with a a young man named Timmy. Medea knows who I'm talking about, Timmy. Mm -hmm. And um, Timmy and I were walking down, and he was just kind of talking to me, and we were just talking a little bit. We were walking back towards the parking lot from the the Cascade Tunnel, which is um, on the east side of the site. And um, as we were walking back, when I heard later, you just hear Timmy and I having this conversation. And underneath us, you hear this little voice. And he, he, first he goes like this. He goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. And then you hear this, um, like, you know how the little kids make gun noises? Yep. <laughs> he says that. And then, and then he says, <laughs> like a little laugh. Oh, my <laughs> And I even have one saying the name of the book because at the time our original intention was to film a documentary. And so we were doing a lot of filming up there and um, we were setting up and uh, to do a talking head type of interviews. And the guy with the clapperboard, Stephen, said to me, I can't remember the name of the documentary. And I said, Avalanche of Spirits. And that same little kid's voice said, Avalanche of Spirits. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So those are a few experiences. June, I want to hear some of yours. Well, let's see. We have had, let's see. I was trying to think, like, when was the first, uh, the first ones? Well, one of our biggest ones was when when the ghost girls (laughs) decided to do a um, live kind of, show from Wellington uh, while we were on the air and um, kind of do an investigation there. And uh, yeah, the, the whole e- evening, it first started off with Medea and I going down there um, by ourselves. There's nobody else at all there yet. And when I say it was pitch black, the uh, it's no, pretty dark. There, yeah, there was no moon. And when I say no moon, I mean, was just I can't even describe how black and how dark it is there without a moon and no cities no. nearby yeah so no, cities no ambient nearby. light mm-hmm. no lights or anything so we're sitting in the car and I think we we turned off the lights at first and Medea was like you know why don't we keep the lights in the car running just until somebody else gets here because <laughs> it has I've never seen it that dark there it was we were waiting for the moon to come up, and it was just pitch black. Yes. It was, I mean, it just gave you the creeps around there, because we thought, you know, who else is around here with us? And not just the paranormal, but, you know, a lot of critters. The whole but, nine yards. Maybe but it, it felt like it was, clo- it, it felt <laughs> like it was closing in. Yeah, like, it really you, did. You ever go yeah. some? You're ever the first person to some place that's known for being active, and you walk in and it's like, 
obviously this is just a theory, but it feels like everything that's there is like, hey, what you doing? Somebody's yeah. here. <laughs> I do like, know that. I have had that experience yeah. at Wellington. Yeah. It was like black soup kind of coming around us and enveloping us. And yeah, we both. <laughs> and, and I can honestly say that Medea and I are extremely calm people when it comes to the paranormal. Um, things don't really rattle us at all. <laughs> but yeah. for some reason, as soon as we drove up, we were a little rattled. <laughs> we were just like, oh my God, let's keep the lights on and everything else. So it kind of started off that way when we first got there. And uh, then it's like, you know, as the night progressed, it just was like weird things were happening. And um, one of the things that we were on the phone talking with, uh, this was when Todd was around at the time. And uh, he was kind of leading the conversation. And I think Wendy was actually working the the board. Her yep, yep, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Studio, whatever. Studio, thank you, thank you. You, you know yeah. that thing <laughs> <laughs> with all the controls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can think of that much. And um, while we're doing this live video, all of a sudden, what did that man's a man's voice broke in? Um, that's right, it did. And but we were, I couldn't we, remember at all what it might have said. Do you remember what it said, Medea? Not the recording part where Todd scared the crap out of us. Like yeah, the voice. Not, the, no, we won't talk about that one. The, <laughs> the extra voice. The extra voice said something like wild animals. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. like, oh crap. Because we had just had the uh, right as right after the train thing. And we were calling the other team to come because something was moving in the brush near us. Something yeah. sizable. Like it sounded really big. Like a cougar. Like yeah. twig like things were yeah. breaking, like Even a bear big, or a cougar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're so, like, oh shit. <laughs> so we called for them just as Todd does this like screaming uh, well, clip. We we can say that the clip that our friend Todd thought it would be really funny. Um, we had done an investigation at the Everett Theater, and um, we had two teenagers and their mother who had um, just kind of wanted to hang out with us, and we did it in the boiler room, and when the boiler kicked on, these girls started screaming. <laughs> they all came, like, screaming as so loud, and of course, you know, I have my recorder on. And I just thought it was funny, you know, to clip that part and play it, you know, uh, or something else. Well, Todd thought it would be even more funny (laughs) if he would clip it, you know, if he would play it when we are all of a sudden terrified because we're hearing something moving in the bushes behind us. And he's like, no, let me play this clip of women, of you know, these girls screaming. And so, of course, when the other party heard our screams thought we were basically being murdered anyway (laughs) i know because we had just said we we need you guys to come up here quick there's something out here and And then that scream kicks on and then they can't they can't hear us or get a hold of us Mm -hmm. during that part (laughs) (laughs) i mean they were probably about maybe a half half mile yeah a half mile away from us 
<laughs> Next thing you know, I mean, they hightail it back because they know that we are being killed in the parking lot right now. Because <laughs> of the scream. Oh my god, that was that was pretty horrible. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so then, June and I traded off and we were listening in to the live call and the other team went back off and they were doing their thing after our hearts calmed down for a while yeah and my <laughs> sure. phone and my phone has this extra voice that's not Todd and it's not the other team it's just this extra gravelly and I recognize the voice from EVPs that we've gotten there over the years and he says something like wild animals <laughs> and, oh. like, <laughs> and we're like oh like, who was so, that? <laughs> so apparently, you can put your phone on speaker, <laughs> and they can use, and use it. it and use yeah. it as an ITC device because that's not the only time that's happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they've figured out some pretty clever ways to communicate up there. I do know that, um, and I, I think Medea, it's interesting how many consistent voices we've had. Between, yes. I mean, like between your EVPs and mine and other people's, and then just I, there's there's a ton of voices, but they're they you hear them over and over and over again, and oh, yeah. a ton of accents, and you hear the you know like the voice with the accent. Like, are you the one who captured the Sergey EVP? Sergey, yes, yeah, with his little yeah. Russian accent. Sergey, because yeah. I and I even asked. I was like, because. Somebody was up there that was a sensitive and was in the snow shed. And she's like, I don't know if it was Sergey or Sergio. And I'd known that there were Italian workers. So I was in the parking lot and I asked, I said, Are you, is your name Sergio? Or, and I walked away and it said, Sergey. And it even did that. That thing with the R, that Sergey. A little, it was it was a Russian accent. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unmistakable. Yeah, it's. Wow. I don't think I've heard that one. That's pretty awesome. That is one of the lost ones. So I had a critical passport failure, passport Ugh. hard drive failure. I lost the singing. I have it. Yeah. I, I have probably most of yours, Medea. <gasps> Ooh, so yeah. yeah, I'll have to connect with you and get. Yeah, some of those I I have, I have yours and mine, so oh, I have a ton awesome. that I know weren't mine. That would be awesome to have some of those back because it truly was heartbreaking. Like, oh yeah, it's a couple thousand dollars to try to recover the data off of a passport oh, yeah. hard drive, and I yeah. almost was going to do it, and then I'm just like, you know. I'm being silly. I just move on, and but no, I keep like I lost data. Oh, <laughs> God. Jake, yeah. can you fix that? <laughs> oh, I'm not that good, but I would like that oh. fee that they charge for passport. I've had it happen too. <laughs> oh, we have it. I have it like triple backed up because we were going to do the documentary, and so we had everything backed up and backed up and backed up. So I need awesome. to double check, but I'm almost certain I have. A ton of your EVPs still. Oh, oh. that's exciting! It is. <laughs> it's really good. Excellent. I know, and and <laughs> I have I have the singing too. I have a lot of EVPs of the singing. She sang a lot. So what was that? What was the song that they sang? Actually, uh, the one that I missed the most is there was actually I did catch a man singing one time. Oh, 
Oh. And it sounded almost like a cross between a like a like a European hymn, not like a not like a Baptist kind of Southern hymn. You know, it was like I don't know, like a cross between a hymn or something from an opera. And we have gotten snippets of things that sound like they are a a different language. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah we have that. Roska, that was Roska. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, I actually have that one too because okay. I had it cut out to show somebody. Oops, <laughs> my yeah. microphone's so sensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, did did uh you figure out what that word was or or what language or what it might have meant? I never found out. I I suspect that it's Italian. Mm-hmm. I was not able to find a, um, I wasn't able to translate it. I could probably look right now, Google but I, I, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought maybe it was somebody's name. Sure. I kind of sure. thought it was a name too, but, uh, I'm yeah. Googling it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but it goes beyond okay. audio too, because pond, I have pondweed. Pondweed. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, so, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we also, as I was going to say, we also had um, that night, yeah, that night too, that we still had a lot of strange things happen. Um, oh, yeah. What was the next uh, thing that happened that night? It was the in, Casey being enveloped enveloped or she gets stepped into i don't know she got foggy was it down in 61 no it was actually in the parking lot in the parking lot yeah she started roaming around in the tree area to the left of the picnic table and i said something to her and she didn't acknowledge right away and she didn't so i walked closer and she didn't look like her gaze wasn't fixed yeah that so, happened to Stephen when we were up there too, Medea. When so we were I kinda, filming. I walked her over to the table and had her sit down and I'm talking to her and she's not answering. And uh so I start talking to my invisible friends because I assume since they're there sometimes, they should be there all the time, right? <laughs> right. So I'm like, I don't know if you can do this, but I I can't see what's on her. Can you come help me get it off of her? And I put my I wrap my arms around her I figure I'm gonna crowd it I'm gonna crowd it and I ask you know whoever might be there for help and I like I'm still holding on to her but I'm not my torso is not on her because she's sitting and I'm standing and I felt what I thought was her hand put her hand on like my belly roll (laughs) to push me away and you know that's the don't touch that spot so I jump back (laughs) and her hand wasn't there Oh, mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, that little and- ghost action in the no-fly zone, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, wait a minute now. <laughs> Don't touch the belly roll. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, her hand wasn't there, and it wasn't moving like it was coming back from being there. It just wasn't there. It was where it had been. Like, she didn't reach up to push me away. They're very touchy up there, I've found. The, they like to touch people. Yeah. Oh, you were there the last time with the jacket. 
the we jacket. were standing around the fire. We were standing around the uh, the bonfire in the parking lot. Yeah. This la- that was the last time I've been up well, there. I think I was up there. You, you were there too, June. Yeah. Remind me. Remind me what happened, Medea. Um. Something lifted up my jacket. Um, oh yeah, that sounds vaguely I, familiar. I felt something, but I wasn't sure what was happening. And somebody that was sitting to the right of me saw my jacket moving behind me just as I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar, it actually. It kind of seems like, yeah, it kind of seems like uh, several of us saw it move, if I can remember right. I was like trying to, I was try, I'm trying to think. It's like, did I see it or did I think I saw it because other people, you know, were talking about it. and We were just now. trying to eat hot dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's, I, you know, that's one thing I absolutely love, though, um, when you're able to build a fire there, just that bonfire and sitting around the bonfire and, and talking. Oh, yeah. It's just such an amazing experience there. And, uh, but, and a uh, dog might steal a skewer and run around with it. You just yeah. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Never know what's going to happen. Well, we camped up there. Was it like, what, do you think two years ago, June? Two, three years ago, probably. Has it been that long? I think it's been that long. Oh, my God. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. You know, we've driven by several times this year, but we've not stopped. And I don't, I don't know why. Like, I went there so much. Yeah. In the, in the early years. Um, and was still going pretty regularly. But these last few years, A, it's been very quiet. Yes. And B, it's just not, even though it's been quiet, I get the paranormal hangover. Yeah, me too. And if I'm not there for a reason, it's not worth the price of admission. Yeah. Well, it has been very quiet. We haven't seen, that's really interesting because my pattern's been the same. So, you know, we would go a ton every summer for years. And probably like the last four years we've made last year, we didn't make it up at all because we were traveling so much. Um, Mm -hmm. This year we've been up once and we were not up there for very long because there was a thunderstorm and thunderstorms are like super cool up there because a, they stir up activity and B it's just cool, but C it's really dangerous and I didn't (laughs) want to die. Yeah. And so we were only (laughs) there for like an hour, maybe. Yes, lightning likes high places. <laughs> it does. And the other thing that's kind of cool up there, um, and it, it has nothing to do with the paranormal, is that every once in a while they'll have flybys by the um, Navy oh, yes. jets up there, which is really startling when it happens. Cause it's because you don't, hear them, you don't, you don't hear, hear them coming. coming. All of a sudden you're in the snow shed. And it might be close to that, actually. (laughs) It could very well be. And the other thing is, honestly, the only time I've ever been scared up there has been the wild animal stuff. So when you guys talk about hearing stuff crashing around in the bushes, look, you are in the woods in the backcountry. And um, there are, we found the cougar's den. It's up on top of the snow shed. We found it. Jamie and I were walking towards it. Jamie was like, oh, I love caves. Wow, it smells like cat pee here. I said, Jamie, get away from the uh, cave. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've smelled the cat pee. Yeah. And I swore that I heard a kitten. Everybody's like, oh, you're high. 
And I'm like, no, I heard a kitten. It's a coo- and I was coo- listening. It's to- the I was listening to the audio, and there was for sure, yeah, like a little sure. like. You, you yeah, <laughs> I was like, I told you, told you, I heard a kitten. Uh, we were up there one night with the kids, and it was after dark, and um, I we the the kids were probably a little older, maybe like fourteen and fifteen at the time, and we're walking down the snowshed. It's dark as as uh, you guys were saying. It is so dark in there at night, right? Yeah. And um. All of a sudden, we hear this, and the kids were like, oh, my God, run, it's the cougar. And I had my recorder running at the time. And so I was at home, and I had a little clip, and it just said wild animal question mark on my desktop. And Jim walked up behind me, and he said, what is that? And I said, that's when the kids heard the cougar. And we ran. He said, well, what you got there is a video or an audio of me farting. Those are called EFPs. I actually had quite a collection of those. The EFPs. <laughs> Wellington bloopers, part two. Oh, God. I see that the kids are like, oh, my God, it's a wild animal. And Jim, did, and Jim could, have, could have put their minds at ease. At least they did. And now I'm smelling sulfur. <laughs> Wait, even any, yeah, any kind of investigation... I have microphones everywhere. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah. So, so somebody will think they're totally by themselves. And I swear I've gotten probably nine out of ten team members farting. <laughs> Everybody farts. Yes, they do. <laughs> I probably have some of those on my computer too then. <laughs> like it's a demon. No. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? Um, I think it was uh, I, maybe a Saturday Night Live with yeah. Hugh oh, Laurie. I'm yeah. detecting the presence yeah. of a small boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's play it backwards in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the best one. <laughs> EFP. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's the perfect name for it. The EFP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's also, um, I was going to say, there's also other things at, uh, that people have seen at Wellington. Oh, yeah. Other, huh? other types of paranormal themes. Oh. Well, are we talking about, are we talking about the cryptozoological paranormal critters? So, those two, yes. Would you like yes. to elaborate a little bit on the the cryptozoological cryptozoological? I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> so I have not been there for any of the crypto stories. I have just heard them. Uh, Medea, you were there for the one, right? Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, it's the. It was the first time I was truly frightened up there. And unfortunately, it kind of made it so it was easier for me to be frightened up there. (laughs) Um, You know, we had gotten some video of something. I don't want to say a ghost video, but, you know, we got a a video of something moving that looked to be kind of semi-transparent, human-shaped peeking out from behind this pillar and it 
the way it backed up from the pillar looked much like the video that Ross posted the other day. It's mm-hmm. like it almost like it's it almost like the way it retracted itself. It's almost like pouring something backwards. It's a movement you once you've seen it, nothing moves like that. Right. Um, and, and it's about kid size. Yeah, and it was about yeah. kid sized. And it really kind of piqued our interest and we started hitting it hard. So we were out there um, a few days after that video was taken. And because it was child size, I was singing at the top of my lungs every, you know, kind of, you know, London Bridge is falling down and Mary had a little lamb. Any kind of child type. I have an EP of someone humming that, by the way, Medea. Ooh, <laughs> a kid cool. humming Mary had a little lamb. So I was singing that at the top of my lungs as we were going through the snow shed to see if, you know, something would get curious and come back. Um, We made it to the overlook and there's probably about six or seven of us there that night. And the person about three or four people back has a mag light and it shines the silhouette of the people ahead of him on the trees across from the overlook. And it is a crisp, huge shadow. So the boys start playing like they're shadow boxing where it looks like they're, you know, punching each other. And then one of them acts like he's the winner and puts his hands above his head. Well, as he does that, this shriek, scream noise, almost like somebody, like if you were at a concert, like, and somebody is like, woo, except it kept going. Like, it was so long and loud. And then it, like, changed mid from that to, like, like, bah! And then started this weird, like, chattering. Like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this weird chattering. And when it started, like, I've never been scared like that. And, like, my body, like, froze. Like, I could have probably peed my pants, but I didn't. <laughs> couldn't have peed. It's unnerving, to and say the least, yeah. I have never felt so vulnerable. Like, so we left the snow shed, and I'm, I know I've got it on my video camera. I know I've got it on my audio recorder that was running. I got this thing. So we go back to the parking lot, and it takes me about 45 minutes to be able to control my fear. But I know that if I don't go back out there, I never will. Mm-hmm. So we go back out there, and I set the camera back where it was in the snow shed, and we're sitting on the overlook again. And um, a couple people that were in the team were, well, maybe one person that was on the team was quite angry with me for being afraid and saying Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine who that would be. Mm -hmm, Me either. (laughs) I already knew that I was kind of walking on thin ice with that, with some displeasure. And, but I heard something and it sounded like a man cough. And I'm like, I think I heard a man cough. Uh, Or I I heard something that sounded like a man cough. So we're going over the audio because I know I've got the scream and then we have the, that cough that I thought I heard was actually this like low, like growl. And then this like, Oh, like noise. a chest, a chuffing this sound, chuff like, like a lion type of, uh, the, that weird chuffing sound or, it makes or more or like gorilla. an ape. <laughs> yeah. Or gorilla. Yeah, gorilla. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like much, 
Yeah. yeah, much like a gorilla. It was or a primate was, of some kind. Yeah. It was definitely that oh. and uh and it wasn't until much later I was playing it for somebody else and I had upgraded my computer speakers. You can actually hear footsteps on the earth. Like yeah, this the thud of the footsteps. What it was is whatever had screamed at us was actually making its way it was in the snow shed <laughs> was it in the snow shed or on top of it it was in the snow shed at that point. oh my god that scares me mm -hmm. a little bit yeah because you could even mm -hmm. hear it when it did the low growl before it did that huff it did kind of this like and you could hear it turn towards the microphone mm -hmm. do you think they've I been watching that. us up there the whole time i think it's possible <laughs> during that time of year certainly oh. i think i certainly that freaks me out a little bit I so not the ghost, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah, especially at night when you're yeah. up there. It's just yeah. like the darkness. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I certainly think it's migratory. I did follow up because, you know, as soon as it happened, I was like, what in the world? So I went through all, like, the BFRO reports. And there is precedence for during that, like, that late August, mid to late yeah. August, that there are vocalizations that people like seen it in scenic have reported. So there's precedence for that. Interesting. But, yeah. But it's one of those things like, <laughs> oh, I won't believe it till I see it. I think I want to see it, but if I see it, I'm never gonna be the same. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I can't. Did even you have smell that. it? Because aren't they supposed to be super kind of not really good I did smelling? Not, I mm. did not smell it. But I have smelled things up there. Yeah, and, I have to, yeah. And there was something with a bird. This bird was like alerting, you know, like when they when there's a predator in the area, there's th this single bird and it's like, before I heard the cough, it was farther away and it was getting closer to us and closer to us and it would do that call that, you know, I was like, and I found that kind of weird, <laughs> but, but that's I, what I think it was. I think that's what it was actually like growling at because that bird was also on the recording and did that loud chirp. And it's like, if he was growling at it and then made that noise, like get out of here. Mm -hmm. Lord. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that's so unnerving. <laughs> you just think about it. <laughs> yeah. See that unnerved me more than any, anything else is is that yeah so because the ghosts i mean whatever right you know it's shadows, I've been around ghosts a lot <laughs> yeah shadows and whispers that's fun rarely, rarely physical nothing terribly injurious when it comes mm -hmm. to ghosts no, <laughs> no. yeah but, being but torn yeah. apart and, yeah. Yeah, wild animals and sasquatch you know both are a little concerning oh yeah. yes even well, just the potential of throwing rocks from above the snow shed. That's, you know, like, are you going to throw a rock on my head? I think that yeah. somebody had that happen to them up there. Because yeah. Too. I've heard somebody talk about that. Yeah, I, don't know I have too. It, yeah. it seemed like it was at uh, the last gathering that we were up there. Somebody was talking about maybe me. Darren or Ross, maybe. I don't think it was Ross, but... Uh, or maybe it was. Maybe who was somebody was talking about, you know, getting um, hit with a rock that somebody something threw a rock at them, and they couldn't figure out, you know, 
where it came from, but they thought well, it was more on the ghostly, you know, plane. But um, well, we had the one night where we were out on the, and Medea was there with us uh, that night. I think we were out on the overlook, um, and a couple people were in the snow shed right at the end of the overlook, and then some of us were on the overlook, and um, it sounded like something had jumped and landed on the the boardwalk part of the overlook between us and the other group of people but there was nothing there i mean it sounded like something big had jumped and landed there holy crap yeah, that yeah. Was do you remember <laughs> that your, idea your heart i don't think i was there bit. that night okay. but i know that sound because that was that sound was actually kind of recorded after the scream in the first <laughs> sense i just didn't bring it up was it sounded like something slammed down on top of the snow shed, which created this, this yeah, it was Boom. a very, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. But a, like a hollow, echoey, oh, yeah. vibrating, like something big jumped and landed. Which I wouldn't recommend, because, I mean, <laughs> no, the last no. time, the last time I was in there, it doesn't look like, He's going to do that one of these times, and he's just going to come straight through. Yeah, that's it's getting it's crumbly. That's how they'll uh, the existence of Bigfoot, because he's going to break his damn leg and be laying in the <laughs> snow. That's going to happen. Finally, proof. Uh, <laughs> at last. Oh, my gosh. And I wouldn't well, want to be around him if he's in pain and hurt. Right. And we've been, I mean, we've been all over the site. So we, I've been on top of the snow shed. I've hiked all the way down the trail. I've been down in, uh, on both ends of the, um, you know, on the oh, yeah. both ends of the Cascade Tunnel. I've been down where the debris is. We've been all over that site. So, because it's just interesting to explore. It is. It's just amazing. Just looking at the whole thing. I know. Ross was telling me, I guess, when they first, um, the group, when ghosts kind of first got together in 2000, um, that was one of the first places that they did investigate, and that's when they didn't realize that there were, you know, I think they parked at the other end of the Cascade Tunnel, and they walked all the way through the tunnel when you could still walk all the way through it. Oh, um, when it was not when it did not collapse, you know, in the middle, when possibly um, flash flood and kill you. Yes, yes exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. And they walked, I guess, the back way through it, all the way back up to, um, you know, where Wellington was. So mm. they got the long way around. They didn't realize you could <laughs> go up further and go that way, but instead they they did that. But yes, uh, but uh, I just can't imagine. I think now, isn't it just almost completely caved in in the middle? You can't even get through. The tunnels, yeah. they have them blocked off. I mean, okay. every once in a while, stupid people go in anyway. Uh, but the sign says that the warning is that a flash flood could occur at any time and flood the tunnel. Yeah. That so that's the warning they get. <laughs> not not fun to be caught in. Now, all. see, I heard a rumor that for a while, UW was testing lasers in the middle of it. I really? heard that too. Somebody, I don't think it was from you either. Somebody had, somebody else had said that that they were testing lasers. Yeah. There's kind of some weird ravey stuff in the tunnel. I mean, you can kind of walk in, to you can walk in a little way from the Cascade side or from the Leavenworth side, mm -hmm. and there's like some weird stuff that people have put on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> So make you wonder what people were doing there kind of things. 
interesting. I have but not I even recommend been going to in that. and looking. Yeah. I have not even been to the um, mouth of it. Oh, you haven't um, been down to the others from Wellington? I have like stood on the um, the one pathway and looked over at it, <laughs> but I have not walked <laughs> That's all the way down. No, there's like nettles and stuff. You don't want to go down there. I know. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I don't know. We were playing. We were playing in the water in front of it. I'm not gonna lie. We crossed the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been down to it and possibly in it a little way. No, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Yeah. But but that but, was years ago. But the end of the tunnel that's up by the beanery. You can go right up to the opening of that. I don't have the balls to go in it. Oh, all. I've been in it. That's where I saw the weird stuff on the walls. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy in there. Yeah, I just don't want to, like, have something from the ceiling fall down and hit me, and then I get to join the spirits of Wellington. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Okay. there forever. <laughs> I was much more. I was much more adventurous ten years ago. <laughs> now. And now it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> is it worth my life? I don't know. Do I want to be another ghost that haunts Wellington? No. <laughs> Not today. Maybe some. Oh, no, I need to I need to haunt somewhere where there's like TV and <laughs> exactly. books this that I can read over great, somebody's but... shoulder. I'm going to be the most <laughs> annoying ghost. I'm going to like follow people from the library when they check out a book I want to read and I'm going to read it oh, over. Oh, good idea. <laughs> One of my biggest fears is that like I'm going to die before I finish a book. Like I'll be mid book and die. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or the I mean, it's a good one. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> then you have to like yeah, haunt people and you know yeah. try to get them to check out the book to read it so that you, you know, possess somebody and read that darn book yeah <laughs> maybe that's what possession is they're just dead spirits who are trying to get to the end of the book <laughs> I just gotta know what happened the mystery that is follows, solved yep. that follows that hungry spirit just not for food yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I need to know <laughs> what happened Put it on Game of Thrones. I have to finish. Who yes. won The Bachelor? <laughs> the Bachelor. <laughs> Who did he pick? Who did he pick? God knows. <laughs> well, if you're a ghost, hopefully you can, like, travel and just, you know, kind of yeah. crash their home and find out who they picked. I don't know. If I was if I was roaming eternity worried about who The Bachelor picked, that would be a pretty sad afterlife. Your whole existence—that's <laughs> one of those things. Unless you're really, really bored, you know. I'd like to see. <laughs> Maybe they did get married. Maybe they got together. <laughs> Maybe they had babies. It's been 50 years. I'm gonna go to. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, somebody was asking me that the other day. I think it was at uh, Spooked in Seattle, and. And someone had asked me, um, you know, so do you think a spirit is like trapped in, you know, this a place where they died and they can't leave and everything like this? And I said, like, you know, God, I hope not. 
Because that would be really, really sad if they, you know, if they're trapped and they can't go anywhere. It's like, I hope that, you know, maybe in their existence, they might think they are at first. And I hope, you know, after time, they can move on and go visit other places. And, you know, maybe, you know, that place that they're at is more familiar. You know, a lot, a lot of, I was speaking about the Walker Ames house, you know, we got yeah. to uh, investigated this last weekend and and you know said you know don't go into this one area because a lot of people feel that uh, you know the spirits are kind of hiding in there and maybe you know they like do you think they're trapped in there i was like no i think they're just trying to get away from everybody and just trying yeah. to stay in there. they you know <laughs> like, the walker ames house does that though they get like when they get the spirits are get worn out they'll be like super active and then all of a sudden they're just like yeah get out we're done <laughs> we're done yeah i've seen that yeah. happen at walker ames a lot yeah I, I totally agree with that because, you know, you, I think, you, you know, you can even feel it. In <laughs> it's like at first you feel all this, you know, kind of crazy, strange activity, things are happening. And then it's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, and it's like, so when they have the ghost conference or when they have the events oh, there, God. you can tell when it's the second day of the event because you walk into that house and they don't want you there. They're just done with you. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can feel it. it. You feel the air. Yeah. It, it just, it does feel that way. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, because the ghost conferences, when, um, when they have people going through for, I'm saying it in air quotes, investigations. Yeah. But it's basically just going through the house and kind of hoping <laughs> for something to jump out and yeah. scare them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you know what do we think 50 to 100 people that might oh a lot <laughs> yeah go through the house and i'm sure they're like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> like are you kidding Again? <laughs> exactly well you know when we went to the bush house and we were Ooh, quite yeah. numerous um the only audio i got that night was from the park next to the school <laughs> All the, like amazing. all the investigators went in the bush house and all the ghosts left the bush, the bush house is in index washington in case people you know are wondering oh, yeah. but uh we um that was when was didn't todd invite like 50 people yeah well, because everybody <laughs> has been wanting everybody had been wanting to go there for yeah. a very long time yeah and they weren't allowing anybody so anybody yeah. that was remotely interested in the paranormal was like yeah. somebody's going to the bush house can i come and yeah. i have to say i'm one of those people like oh my gosh you got in the bush house yeah, that yeah we've had that amazing. down at the klondike quite a bit too um they I, they're not open anymore unless somebody's opened a new business there but in saint helens oregon the klondike um same thing. They would have these huge events with people coming through. And the Klondike is one of the most active places I've ever been. And But when they would have the huge events, it would just, they'd be done with you. <laughs> I wonder yeah, what the difference is for them, though, because, you know, like in the Oxford. Um, oh, yeah. Oxford is a business. So investigate that place, too. That was one of the first places I investigated, actually, when I uh, was in, when I moved out here to Washington State. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, it's an operating bar and there's, you know, a couple hundred people in there every night, but they get tired of being investigated. <laughs> yeah, <so> it's, <laughs> like, it's like, quit trying to contact You us. know what it is? It's that they hear the same damn questions over and over. Mm -hmm. What is your name? Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're like, ooh. <laughs> and I'm not sure though, die. You know, those yeah. are the questions that never get answered. It's the little stuff, like people, yeah. two people talking, and you know, right. it's the weird stuff that that does they're get the, answered. The yeah. ghosts are buttinskis. I find that formal oh, yeah. sessions occasionally you'll get stuff, but it's when you're just having a conversation that that's They'll when you get the jump good in. Stuff. They're like, oh yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one, that's one thing I always, you know, I always try to do something different. You know, it's like, so, you know, can you tell me what color your eyes are, you know, or or what what colors your what what are you wearing, you know? It's like, see, I so you're interesting to, to talk to. Yeah, I I try not to say it like, what are you wearing right now, uh, you know? <laughs> so they yeah. don't get weirded out too much. How do you like me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm wearing. <laughs> Do you like what I'm wearing? <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> do you yeah, think I'm sexy? <laughs> I think one of my tactics is I try to do the give and take. So I'll tell them something about me before I ask them something about them. Or, you know, try to make it more of a conversation and less of an interrogation. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I've learned probably more about EVPs and conducting a good, solid EVP session and listening and analyzing EVPs from Medea than I have from yeah. anybody else in the field. Medea I mean, is the EVP queen. Yeah, you are say. remarkable yeah. at it. So mm -hmm. kudos have, to you. I have learned a lot from her, too. And that's, I get some of my techniques from her, too. Because yep. Yeah, really awesome. I have to say. Thank you. We bow down, we bow down. No, we don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. But but Medea but I, is yeah, I, I can honestly say Medea's the type of person that she has this I would say extra sensory um hearing. Oh god, um, yeah, she hears yeah. everything. Because there's sometimes that she has said, Did you just hear a no or did you just hear something? And we're like, No, we didn't hear anything, and sure enough. <laughs> On the recorder, there is like a no. Well, <laughs> so when I first met her all those years ago, she said to me, I just have really good hearing. And I thought, yeah, right, lady. That's not what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just have really well, good ears. I've since modified that, that I have really good hearing, and then I call something my third ear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because there are clearly some that were not audible that I heard, like, I don't know. I just call it my third ear. Yeah. But, I mean, I have good hearing. I have mom ears that haven't yeah. gone away yet. So, you know. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. Can't get away with anything there. But I can't hear what you, I can't hear what you hear. And I've yeah. sat with many, many times when you've mm -hmm. heard things that have then been on recording. Yeah. I have too. And it's just like, what? No, I'm not hearing anything. There's nothing, you know, there, I don't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, yep, it was right there. <laughs> that's been quite a few times and I'm like am I just going deaf what is wrong with me <laughs> no Medea just hears stuff mm -hmm. yeah, I hear the things <laughs> do you hear the things I know the things and you hear the things <laughs> I don't know or hear anything <laughs> we just need somebody Sad. who sees the things and we can be like the little see no evil hear no evil yeah. see no evil monkey <laughs> that would be awesome yeah. Sad, though. but yeah we uh, 
they they uh, put a little toy up in the attic of the Walker Ames house. It's a little caterpillar that you touch it, and um, you have to touch it pretty hard for it to go off. And, is that a glowworm? Uh, it is not. It's not the glowworm. It's just like a little round caterpillar ball that has little um, things inside for toddler or for babies to. Oh, kind uh-huh. of, but if they touch it, then it's like. I mean, it has this obnoxious little uh-huh. song and then it goes Wee! <laughs> you know it's, it's cute but um it's really something because this uh now of course you know it when it goes off you're thinking there's no way for that thing to go off there's no vibrations no you know nothing will set it off we've you know tried everything stomping around it you know all this stuff but you have to actually touch its little antennas <laughs> to get it to you know, da, 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 you know, just really, really obnoxious little song. And then, of course, it ends with the wee. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it went off several times in response to questions. So it was really oh. uh, very interesting there. But, uh, yeah, it was a little, little unnerving um, when it's just like, what? You know, because you think, am I, is it, you know, am I, am I walking around it? Is it setting it off? But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty. I'm surprised they would be that cooperative. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't constant. That's, that's for sure. Have you Um, used the little, um, you know, the plasma balls, the light where mm -hmm. when you touch them, it does. Have you used those for investigation? If nobody's touching those things, it's Mm -hmm. not going to concentrate. And yet I've watched it many times where somebody is touching that ball yes we we have our little uh a ghost a ghost plasma ball wait have you tried that (laughs) have you tried the metal pin art the what the metal pin art you know the things that are all the nails and you stick your tongue in them and stuff so my my thought is that someday i'm gonna get some ghost to stick his face in that metal pin art so i can see what he looks like wouldn't that be awesome? I always thought about that. I thought, yeah. wouldn't that be the best thing ever? All of yeah. a sudden, like, like, please put your face in here. Put, put it in your face. hand. Like that, yeah, Trent, like that Trent Reznor video where he sings <laughs> and his face is pin art. Yeah. I just, but that's what's so cool is there are so many little simple things that you can use if you want to investigate and you don't have a lot of money. You don't need to go out and buy an obelisk. No, I mean, no. or whatever is the latest equipment. You don't need any of that stuff. I'm going to say, please do not buy an obelisk. Yeah, it's around $200 and it's for entertainment purposes only. And most of those things have... GPS, so it knows basically where you're located, and it has voice recognition. So if you are saying another word, it will try to mimic or try to find words that are sounding like the words you're saying. Yeah. So it's all a bunch of bull crap. Well, you need little simple, simple things, little simple things like a toy. So yeah, exactly. Like with motion detector, you know, like the little caterpillar. That's that's genius. Yep. You know, it's like, this is perfect. This works perfect. And then when it goes off and you're like, wow, you know, it's like, can <laughs> you, you know, are you say, you know, is there somebody with me right now? And then all of a sudden, like, 
you can use a little fire the fireflies in a jar have you seen those that the little led lights on wires and they're in a mason jar and um, somebody has to touch the top of the jar and the fireflies will flutter around for a minute and then they'll stop until somebody mm -hmm. touches the top of the jar again we've used those as well they're so really fun after the after the last um, earthquake here somebody posted the picture of this pendulum that they have where the tip sits in sand and it showed like the the waves what the earthquake did with the pendulum writing in the sand i want to use one of those that would be cool that would be really cool. is you it know, the pendulum that writes with sand or it writes in the sand it writes in the sand oh cool we um ross's mom brought us a pendulum that um what this is sound, gonna sound really really bad, but um, she had sand mixed in with I think her brother or her uncle's ashes oh. that was in this. So it was you want a haunted pendulum? Yeah. That's how you get a haunted pendulum. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, that I have had the, the weirdest reaction to ash to cremains when. So yeah, no. Ooh. Yeah, well, it was it was at the bottom of this kind of little you know indentation you know and everything and the pendulum hung down in it and um you know she tried to ask questions because she wanted to contact him oh. and uh i think it really i i'm not sure if she got any results or not but i thought you know that really is a good idea but i don't know about the ash but one thing really good about this pendulum is it's not with human contact so yeah. Yeah. You can this one hangs yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that's one of the biggest things, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize when they're using a pendulum that subconsciously they may be making it move the way they want it to, to move. But if you have no human contact and you are asking yes or no questions to the pendulum mm -hmm. and it starts swinging one way or the other or, you know, you know, up front, front and back to left and right, um, you know. May That's have pretty good, there. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but yeah, but the uh, the ashes mixed with a little sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've had some uh, accidentally like people have I've been at people's houses or something doing walkthroughs or whatever, mm -hmm. and they've had cremains there, and I didn't realize that that's what it was. And I've gotten near the cremains, and I mean they're intense. I they uh, are. I, I, I can't, I understand why people would want to memorialize people in jewelry and things, but mm -hmm. I don't think I could wear someone's cremains. They're intense, just energetically. They're, it's a lot. Oh, I, I have to tell you the story. When I was young, I went to Colorado with my neighbor. Um, she and her best friend decided they were going to drive out to Colorado in a v, uh, Volkswagen Beetle. And I was, I think, 13 around that time. And so they kind of crammed me in the back of this Volkswagen Beetle with all her stuff because she, uh, the, my, my neighbor's friend, her parents had a house in, um, in uh, Colorado Springs. Beautiful little house called the Swiss Chalet that her father had painted mountain scenes on the side of this. And there's this little creek running by it and trees all around the foot of this little mountain it's like this perfect little swiss chalet you know kind of looking place and um so 
we uh, we take the nice long drive. I was living in Kansas City. I grew up in Kansas City, so from Kansas City to Colorado, it's a nice little little jaunt. And we get up there, and um, finally, you know, after a little bit, and B, who um, she takes all the stuff in from the Volkswagen Beetle to this place. After we cleared out, I think she hadn't been there for about three years or so. So there was like, it was taken over by mice and rats. So that was fun. But oh, anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> one of the images that's burned inside my head. But so one morning, I get up the next morning, and I see my neighbor Ruthie trying to get this tin can open on, um, on, in the kitchen. So she's like prying it open and prying it open. And, and uh, she's like, you know, well, you know, honey, I'm going to make you some hot cocoa as soon as I can get this tin can open. Uh-oh. So she's uh... prying and prying. <laughs> Next thing you know, B, her friend, comes in and says, Ruthie, what are you doing with my mother? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of the whole point of the trip. She was going to spread her mother's ashes over the little mountain because they used to hike that all the time. So thank God. <laughs> you could have drank somebody's mother. She would have fixed it because she was a little old at that time and probably did not see very well. And I just was a people pleaser and I would have been like, oh, this kind of tastes weird, but it's This okay. is ashy cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> did you burn the cocoa? <laughs> but I remember her getting a screwdriver and trying to Right. It was it was almost like a uh, like a hot cocoa, you know, kind of it was a silver box. And, uh, you know, I had one of those pop down lids. And it's right. like all she did was like she was trying to get a screwdriver to undo the lid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that close. That close. <laughs> anyway. Oh. I would always... like to have my cremains in a firework that then is shot into space and goes off. That would be That's what I that's what that's what I want to happen to me after I die is just cremate me, stick me in fireworks. That would be awesome. Wouldn't I, it? I want to be a tree. I want to be planted in the ground in a haunted forest. Oh, so I can roam and frolic. There you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, do, I do have to say something awful, too. Um, you know, I, I have still have some of my mom's remains in a little um, a little bag. And um, I guess I probably should have put it in a more airtight thing. Oh, no. Because I was thinking, you know, it'd be really nice because I um, actually buried a little heart that I had of her ashes in um, Roslyn Castle in the wall. Um, just kind of put a piece of her there <laughs> in Scotland. And um, I thought, well, you know, I might get another little remembrance necklace and, you know, have, you know, put some of her ashes in this little vial that's in there and for another little necklace. Well, I didn't realize that, I guess, if you don't have ashes airtight, it can become like a little brick. <laughs> so now my mom is kind of a little because <laughs> I was thinking, you know, if I scattered some of her ashes and, you know, like, uh, you know, this one lake that she really liked. And I thought, now I can't scatter. I'm just going to have to plop. <laughs> so it's going to be a whole different ceremony. Oh, Lord. <laughs> can you 
Can you smash it some and see if it Oh, that's you awful. Hit your mom with a hammer. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, you know, I was sitting here going, I wonder if that brick would fit in the Vitamix. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be trying to pull my mom out of, you know, or a pepper grinder. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Just a coffee grinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. This is so awesome. I was a pepper grinder. I was like, wait a minute, mom. Got a little more of you here. All of a sudden, something sneezes over your shoulder, and there's nobody there. Oh, my God. Well, we have quickly gotten morbid, even for a paranormal show. I'm going to say that now. Terrible. June, your mom's totally going to haunt you now. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, I things you know that I have actually there is a saying my mom used to tell me every single time I hung up the phone with her every single time I hung up the phone she would say something to me so what I did is I wrote this down in a um, you know on a card and sealed it in an envelope and I left it with somebody Mm -hmm. so that means if anybody gets an EVP or if I get an EVP or somebody tells me that they are, you know, they're in contact with my mom, then I'm going to say, okay, what does she say? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I get that saying, I'm going to know that, uh, you know, that really is her. So that's, that's my hope one of these days, but another hope is, you know, I hope she's moved on and yep. doing the next thing. But another part of me is like, why doesn't she just stick around till I join her? You know, but they can why communicate with you that? after they've moved on. I mean, that, that's a thing. That's what I've heard too. But yeah. Yeah, that they can check in, that they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my dad checks in, um, not as regularly as he did after he first died. He's been been gone about um a year and a half now, but he still checks in. Um, I really hope so. And I mean, you know, it's like even even things like going out, um, walking into work some mornings that uh, the elevator doors just open for me sometimes and I was like thanks mom or thanks you know whoever's <laughs> following me because I think yeah, that's just so weird because usually you have to wait you know yeah. a long time for these elevator doors and there are several times that I'll just walk in and all of a sudden the doors will just open right up the security guard even said that you're really lucky I've seen that happen to you several times it never <laughs> happens to anybody and I was like Thank you. <laughs> the, the night my dad died, um, he was in hospice and he died of cancer. And so we had been at hospice with him. We were with him when he died. And we went back to the June. I do a lot better talking about this than I did a year ago, don't I? <laughs> uh, but we were we were walking back. Um, I, my husband and I went back to our hotel. We kind of limped back to our hotel, kind of shell shocked. And I kept thinking I was hearing my dad jabbering at me. Um, but at the same time, I thought, this is just wishful thinking. Right. So Jim went down to get something out of the car, and I was in the room, and I was just kind of thinking, oh, it's wishful thinking. I, I, I know I want to hear him, and so I do. And I felt a huge tug on my hair, and my dad's voice said, listen to me. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was physical. He... My head hurt for like a while. He tugged it. Wow. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm really trying to get a hold of you. It's I am here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's really something, you know, being a paranormal investigator, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, might think, well, you know, it's like after Todd died and we were at the, um, the Sandwood Hotel and Saloon and um, it was just like right after he passed away and, you know, we were doing an EVP session hoping to contact him. And I think if, like I say normal in quotes, I'm doing air quotes right now. If normal people, you know, saw us, they would think that that was really, what's the word? Um, too soon. Not yeah, okay. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. That, exactly. Those are the words. Um, but, you know, it's like, I don't know. There's just part of me that still hopes one of these days we're going to hear from, hear from people. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I really was a little shocked to hear from him that quickly. Yeah, that quick. He's like, hey, I'm still yeah. hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I know we've gotten off the topic of Wellington. But oh, a little. <laughs> I think we what have. detour. <laughs> we have told, you know, a lot of our stories of that place and everything. And, and if people do get a chance to go there, you know, like I said, even during the day, if you're yeah. not intending mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. you the know, Iron trail around there, it's a, you know, it's a great, yeah, um, it's a great little hike. And even if you're not beautiful and, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of keep an open mind when you hear kids laugh, but you don't see any kids or right. Yeah. Right. One of the times when I was hiking through there, I was walking with somebody side by side, and it sounded like somebody was walking up on us very quickly, and uh, like I could hear the footsteps, and I could even like like walked right up on us, and like I could even out of my peripheral vision see like blonde hair, so I stepped off to the side to let them pass, and there wasn't anybody there. Wow. So I mean, stuff happens during the day too. <laughs> yeah, we took a we took a little toy bunny and put it up there for the kids up there, and um, we put it up there and then we hiked down to um, to scenic and then hiked back. So we were gone for a couple hours, and as we were coming back, walking through, it was twilight, um, and we're walking through the snowshed and we heard two of us. Two of us heard and two of us didn't. Two of us heard a little kid yell, thank you. And the oh. other two didn't hear it? The other two did not wow. hear it. That's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we were all four together. We were right together. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I was going to say, guys, I've got a question in the chat from Cassie McAllister. Hey, Yay, Casey. Yeah. Casey. Hi, to... Casey. To uh, Medea. Yes. And she just said, did you talk about our situation? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because she's having, she. I think she's on the Spreaker site and it's not oh, playing as okay. well for her. Yes. Um, yes, we did talk about that. Talk about, uh, not talk about, but ask you all to recount when Casey was in the tunnel, I, the snowshed, I believe, and something started playing with her hair and really messing with her in there. You know, we talked about that, and that might be her physical cue. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, paranormal investigators have the luxury of having equipment running when they have whatever their physical cue is. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel what almost feels like sinus pressure, but in the side of my head. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I get that okay. in my ears. Mm-hmm. My yeah. ears are going to pop or I smell ozone. Yeah, so that's my physical cue. And the only reason I know it is is because I've had a recorder running. <laughs> you know, oh. <laughs> so I feel that way and then somebody's screaming at me. <laughs> that's not there. <laughs> so it's like, so once you associate what your physical cue is and that makes you a better kind of investigator because you're like, hmm, there might be something here. Maybe I should hit this area harder. And uh, hers seems to be kind of this tingle at the top of her scalp, like something, like she felt like water was dripping right, right. on her head. Mm-hmm. But she's, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure she's felt that other places too. So that I'm thinking that's her physical cue. Yeah. And I get goosebumps and... Spidey sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah spidey like- sense. See, but that's a, a good pro tip for people who are, are new to investigating is that most people do have a physical cue of some time, some type. And a lot of people just ignore it because they think, yeah, you know, what ifs? Yeah, yeah. that's. A... <laughs> but, but, you know, it's I was reading something about horses because, you know, I used to have horses a long time ago in another life. And. Uh, like they won't walk through. A graveyard and that graveyard could be 200 years old because there's because they're what would be considered a prey animal they're hypersensitive and death is an adverse state <laughs> so sure i so never even knew that something about graveyards i mean and it's like long past anything could be desiccated or they smell anything they sense death just so an they energy. don't want to go through there yeah so I think people are similar because I rarely have I met anybody that says their physical cue is something pleasant. No. Uh, oh, I get a little tingle in my nether regions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like it. Because <laughs> death is not death is not a desired state. So that's yeah. why I have my Ouija board anywhere I go now. <laughs> <laughs> who needs a pocket who rocket? Needs, I've got a planchette. <laughs> You know, maybe you should invent that. That could you could that can have legs. A pocket planchette. Summon this demon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't have even gone here. The newspaper article that they pulled all the Harry Potter brooms off the shelf because they vibrated. Because they were anatomically correct. People need a little vibration in their lives, man. Oh, that's wrong. (laughs) I love it. Explicit tag on this episode. (laughs) It'll be explicit, Jacob. All innuendo, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. That's right. <laughs> a little too blunton. <laughs> so, ladies, also, would you tell us how, if people wanted to get a hold of you to ask you any questions, how they can get in touch with you and uh, things like that? Ooh. Sure. You want to go to Medea? Oh, you go first because I'm harder to find. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty easy to find. I, I write a lot of books. Um, and so I have a website, author Karen Frazier. It's spelled F-R-A-Z-I-E-R.com. Uh, you can contact me through the website. I also am on the usual social media sites that middle-aged women are on, which means um, 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and on Facebook, author Karen Frazier. And I think on Instagram and Twitter, it's at author K Fraz, because I was trying for a nickname there for a while. Aw, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I really wasn't. It was just I didn't have very many characters. I was going for my own A Rod thing. Hey, <laughs> Fraz. So, listeners, when you go to Karen's website in the very top, she's got all the links to her social media profiles, including YouTube. Oh, yes. Thank you. I think I have some Wellington. I think I have some Wellington videos on YouTube, maybe. Okay, cool. So, everyone, maybe I dropped. Not. I dropped it in maybe. the chat for everyone to go connect there it's got everything on it so i couldn't remember what my twitter was so i just looked at it and realized i've not tweeted anything since like 2014 yeah so you should probably <laughs> look me up on facebook yep yep <laughs> <laughs> or or ask june yeah, just, 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 just send me a note, and I'll get, it to, I'll get in touch with Medea. June, how do I get called Medea? Here's her phone number and her address, and you can find her anytime here at the <laughs> Wiggly. Here's her credit card number in case yeah, you need some her social number. security number. <laughs> if you would like to ask Medea any questions, or, or you can look me up on Facebook. I'll pretty much friend... A friend, almost anybody, as long say as it's ghost-related. Exactly. <laughs> as long as it's ghost-related and you don't get political or mean, because I'm yeah. on friend, yeah. But, yeah. Yes. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for, for talking about Wellington and your experiences and you know, and hoping other people will uh, get to explore that area too, because it's really worth it. It's just an do amazing. It soon. Yes. If you're going to do it this soon. year, you, yeah. better... <laughs> you may have better... missed your window of opportunity already. No, no they've got, they've got about oh, a okay. month left. Little, <laughs> little over a month, month and a half. Yeah. But did the did the wildfires hit that area? No. Very no. badly or at all? Okay, got no. it all. So far, this year has been pretty wet. Yeah. Um, well, I meant in yeah. the last few years when there's no. No, it's, it's untouched. And actually, while we've been on here, somebody got a hold of me who's like, I haven't been there in years, and I've got some friends that want to go. So it looks like I might be up there in like two weekends. Oh, there so you go. If anybody's interested in going, reach out. I'm to these. I think I'm going to be in. I think I'm going to be gone. I think I'm gone every single weekend for the next. Oh, I'm teaching. Years. I'm teaching a Reiki class that weekend, so that's not going to happen. Medea, uh, Facebook Live it, so I can go along. Okay. Thanks. Hey, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I can do that. Yay! Yes, June. You are never my October friend. I won't see you until November. I know. <laughs> this is this is what we call the busy season. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially since I decided to get the bright idea to sign up for these library lectures. So I'm mm -hmm. going to be lecturing on travel on the spooky side. Oh, and cool. I've got 11 libraries so far. But she's wonder, doing wow. her punk rock identity of I Cherry am, Poppins. I'm, I'm not you know, I saw that. 
I saw that, and I was like, ooh. Will this be on video, and where can I watch it? Oh, yeah. believe me, it will be on video. <laughs> oh, yes, there will be plenty of Ms. Poppins. <laughs> oh, yes, it will be his, yes. <laughs> So uh, we're nearly done with the evening. It's been a great show. Wendy, do you have any closing words? Well, um, thank everyone. Uh, thank you, ladies, for being on with us this evening. It was a lot of fun, of course, as always. And um, next Wednesday, we have uh, Anwen Avalon, the Celtic Water Witch, and we'll be discussing those things. So tune in. Same time, same place. Same bat time, same, same bat time. channel. Yeah. <laughs> same ghostly time. Yeah. 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 Same ghostly time, same ghostly channel. We'll haunt you every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, guys. And it's I been a blast. Yeah, this has been a great th- episode. Thank you for being on. Thank you. And... I guess I've got to play, well, you know, because we're talking about a disaster with about 100 people dying, so I figure the best track to play as our outro is Landslide, but the one by Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Okay. So and I'm that... going to mute so I don't sing along, because I will. <laughs> no, let's go. go for it. Go for it. you got a great radio voice, so I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure the karaoke voice is amazing, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So here it is playing. Thank you again, ladies, and have a good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. Good night.
Covered here. 